0: That's what I do. I drink, and I know things. The end is coming. The final season of Game of Thrones is here. And there is an entire shelf full of ales and spirits, inspired by the show, created by fans for other fans to enjoy. So here is a podcast of ice and fire, hastily thrown together by three guys who were looking for an excuse drink at work from different houses they have come three men too lazy to take the black but ready to dodge the wildfire every week and chat about the end of a legend this is we drink and we know things now three guys relieving themselves off the top of the wall the high sparrows of hyperbole brad king zach miller and tommy lee
1: welcome back to we drink and we know things yeah and boy do we have a lot to talk about oh good lord um (laughs) wow one of i think uh one of the best episodes they have ever done yeah i would i would totally have to agree with that the uh the uh, we're talking about uh, of course episode two from season eight right the knight of the seven kingdoms right was the episode title um before we get because i i think we all have oh yeah uh, we've, tons of notes. we've all done our homework <laughs> um i think we should introduce ourselves i'm brad king tommy lee zach miller and, and while uh, we're talking,
2: I'm going to open the Oreos. Yes. So
1: this week, um, <laughs> we have Oreo uh, Game of Thrones Oreo cookies, and we have Game of Thrones wine, an official oh, uh, bottle here. of here, Game of Thrones wine. Zach is uh, opening the bottle. <laughs> And uh, so I thought, you know, kind of um, as blasphemous as it may be, you know, this, yesterday was Easter. Right. So we'll kind of do our own version of, uh, <laughs> it's like a Game of Thrones themed uh, communion here with our Game of Thrones wine and our I Game love of it. Thrones uh, And by the way, thank you Oreo for cookies. finding
2: uh, not just the uh, Oreos, but also the uh, bottle that we're going to be enjoying this yes. evening. Yeah. So this is a, uh, a 2016. So it's got, the, it's got the Oreo logo on one side and I've got the dragon on the other. I have uh, oh, I have a Night King uh, on one side, and uh, these cookies are awesome. The House
1: of Stark, uh, the House Stark uh, sigil, nice. Just
2: struggling to open this wine. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. We'll have to edit this part out because Brad and I both decided to eat a cookie at the same time, and you're busy.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I swear, I've opened a a bottle of wine before. Um, This one I had in my desk. This bottle opener. Yeah, let me try. 're trying to figure out how to get the uh the wine bottle open <laughs> this could seriously hinder the <laughs> we need one of those rabbits you know kind of just it's like the magic one that you kind of push down on the handle right and it goes just straight down and then comes right back up this is not the uh, usual barefoot wine that I usually get you know with the twist <laughs> <Right>. off top. <laughs> And so you found this one at a a local bottle shop in Chicago, the Chicagoland area? Uh,
1: Yes, this is from uh, Binney's. Binney's Beverage Ah, Depot. Ah, Binney's. Yeah.
3: Binney's of the
2: Blackhawks commercials. Yes. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, Binney's. um, If you're in the Chicagoland area, there are several throughout the area. This was the one in um, Orland Park. But yes, I strongly recommend Binney's.
2: As do I. I love Binney's.
1: Yeah. Um, Huge, huge liquor store. I don't know why I'm doing an endorsement for them, because they, yeah. they, they're, they're, not not, <laughs> they're not
2: paying us, but um,
1: but just because it, it's a great store. And we're just talking about um, a place we love. Yeah. Um, a huge store. They've got tons of stuff in there. And this is my favorite part. I've never been in a Benny's where they weren't doing samples. Oh. They're always doing samples of something. It's great.
3: <laughs> and the Easter sampling over yeah. the weekend. Yeah, right. That's perfect. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. dun dun, dun. All right, so yes, it's a uh, 2016
1: Game of Thrones Chardonnay. um, Let's see what it... uh, Okay, 2016 Chardonnay Central Coast. From the arid climate of Dorne to the lush vineyards (laughs) of the Reach, the topography of the Seven Kingdoms of Westeros is as diverse as the wine we produce against the backdrop of the ever-evolving struggle for the Iron Throne and amidst the howling winds of winter. Nobles raise their glasses and toast to luck in the wars to come. So, the bottle is the label is really cool because it's yeah. the, um, the, the bands, the golden bands of the, the astrolabe, as I yes. found out. It's,
2: it's, uh, official name. Oh, yes. Yes. Our, our son from the, from yeah. the beginning. Yes. From the, uh,
1: the intro. So, okay. Now, it kind of looks uh,
3: like this season's intro too with like the gold plate that's on there. Yeah. You you're know,
1: right. now I, uh, I must admit right off the top, I am, not a wine drinker at all okay uh, the only time i ever have wine uh is, well this is a chardonnay is so a, it's a it's communion
2: it's not really a. it's not really a difficult wine it's a, it's an easy to palate wine yeah. if you're not really much into it does it pair well with oreo cookies oh in my opinion everything <laughs> pairs well with oreo cookies but
3: <laughs> mm, it smells quite nice yeah i'm not um a big wine drinker either mm-hmm. i I typically go for a, a good cab or a merlot, but Ooh. I'm all for. All yeah, right, well, little Pairs. hint of Cheers. little hint our, of
2: pear to the
1: nose to it, uh, and our very nice our plastic uh, wine goblets here.
3: That that yeah, really that's, good. that's not bad at all. Yeah, I like the drier nice. finish. Mm-hmm. Kind of has like that, like you were mentioning sour pear, but yeah, um, mm-hmm. kind of a nice yeah. All right, well,
1: let's uh let's get into this episode because um even though they were in one location for the entirety of the episode, it was all centered in Winterfell yeah. um and just various parts of uh the, the castle itself. There was um there was a lot that was going on in this episode. Yeah. Now I think, in some ways, similar to to last week, as you pointed out, that um, while it was a great episode, there wasn't a lot that happened plot wise. There wasn't too much that happened that mm-hmm. actually really moved the story forward. But there was so many great scenes. Um, why don't let's uh, kind of keep uh, with how we did it last week. Let's start off each of us with our favorite moments. And then we'll kind of go through the episode itself, um, and I would not be surprised if all of us have same favorite line, the same favorite moment.
3: Um, but you get you Zach, go ahead. So I think my my favorite moment would be the Brienne of Tarth scene. One of the best smiles I think we've seen <laughs> all right, like yeah. series of shows. show. She's. Um, I don't know that actress's name off the top of G- my head.
1: Gwendolyn Christie. Yeah.
3: She's she's a, a, a great character and has been from the, the get-go, and I've always admired her because she's constantly been fighting against the grain from early um, Baratheon days of mm-hmm. protecting Renly yeah. and wanting to be a part of the, the um, what is it, Kingsguard? The Kingsguard. Yeah, him. the Kingsguard. So, um, so that that scene, I think, was probably my favorite. And, and of course, we're talking about the scene when... Sir
1: Jamie
2: knighted her. Yes. And she became Sir Brienne of Tarth. Yeah, which was very cool. And it and it all happened because Tyrion mistakenly called her Sir at yes. one point. Just thinking of her as one of the knights. And right. she pointed out, Yeah, sorry, women can't be knights. And Jamie's yeah. like, Well, why the hell not? Yeah.
1: That's well, awesome. And uh let me point out um the progressiveness of one Tormund Giantsbane oh, wildling which and we'll get we'll get into, yeah, we'll into him that. and how great he is. But just kudos to the you know the the wildling who have been you know portrayed as these savages beyond the wall and he's the one that says well, why why can't you be a knight? And yeah. She says because because I'm a woman. So so tradition. <laughs> yeah. Uh. If I
2: was king, I'd knight you ten times over. Which I think
1: was a bit of a double entendre for right, him. <laughs> yeah. What, what has she
2: been doing since she got to Winterfell? Training the men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she's better at this than they are. Why shouldn't she be allowed to be right. one of the knights?
1: But I, I just I thought that was a, a cool touch to have the yeah. you know the supposed savage be the one to point out yeah. the ridiculousness of, of, of the policy. Of a, yeah, of a yeah. woman not being able
2: to to be uh, I, made a knight. I find it interesting too, jumping universes briefly. The actress, what's her name again? Gwendolyn Christie. Gwendolyn Christie that she's in the star Wars universe in a suit of armor and a helmet and we never see her face. And she has just one of the most powerful facial presences Mm -hmm. on the screen on the show. Yeah. I mean, she, it's, it can be argued that she only has, you know, a couple of facial expressions or whatever, but she's, she just exudes this power when she's performing, when she's acting. And that's completely lost on the monotone stuff that she was doing in the star Wars um, sequels. Yeah. 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 So, all right, my favorite moment's actually different oh I love that, and you can't yeah. and you can't deny how uh, how important that was to the series and mm-hmm. uh, and everything else and what a beautiful moment that was. but my favorite moment was seeing Jora and Liana mormont's very brief talk oh. now i I know I kid about how the little girl is the greatest character right. on the show, and she's the biggest badass but, yeah. but she really showed her chops both as a character and as an actress mm-hmm. in that scene where she's um, you know, it's just this nice little scene of two generations coming together to address a moment of crisis. And she's just, you know, she's like, no, I, I I need to be here doing this for my people. I'm not going to run and hide in the crypt. I right. need to, I need to fight too. She's what, a nine year old girl. It started out w- with him
1: acting, you know, in, in the father figure role Very true. of, you know, of saying, uh, you know, don't don't forget now, you're the future of our house. Yeah. And even, and e- even she even phrased it that way. She very quickly put him in his place and reminded him that, yeah, she is the future of the house and she is the lady of the house and she's in charge. Yeah. You know, and she very in in that Leanna Mormon fashion mm-hmm. uh said, you know, uh, no, I'm not gonna be hiding with the women and children. I will be out front fighting. I'm a fighter. And yeah. and Jura yeah. very you know, quickly
3: it's not, nodded his head and, As you will, my lady. Yeah.
2: <laughs> exactly. I'm not gonna win this argument. Yeah.
3: And he's known that from uh previous talks with his his queen, you know. Right. Mm. Obviously she's put him in his place many a time. Yes. Um so
1: my, my favorite moment was in fact the same as as Zach's. The uh the knighting of, of Brienne, I think, was such a such a great moment for her for that character um it's something that she has wanted from the beginning mm-hmm. and and never seemed as if it would be possible um and and for it the, the way that it happened for it to come in the midst of this um, you know, kind of semi drunken fireside chat that yeah. was going on amongst all these characters. You know, it wasn't a big moment that was being built up to, it just kind of happened. Um, but it was just so, so special and such a great moment for uh, her and and Jamie. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm again kind of jumping ahead in because we'll go through this, you know, moment by moment. But, um, I, in a way, felt that that was kind of them consummating their relationship in their in their own way, um, you know, which followed immediately on the yeah. heels of Arya and Gendry consummating their their relationship. Yeah. But, <laughs> which again, we'll get to. Later. Know, yeah, which, which will get you. But I felt, you know, I felt like that was. Um, I, I I've at no point have ever felt there was really a chance for a
2: romantic relationship no, no. between yeah. Jamie and Brienne. But there's a beautiful respect between the characters right. and it's been there for yes. a long time. Right.
1: And and that's to me this was its own kind of love. Yeah, this this was, was their moment. I agree. Um okay, so uh let's let's get into the uh the meat and potatoes of the episode itself. Um, as I said at the top, we spend the
2: entire episode in Winterfell. Yeah. Um, Cersei's and, really only there in mention only.
1: Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Cersei looms large over, yeah. um, it, you know, the conversations and the thoughts of Without a lot of a the parent. characters. She's
2: passed out back in King's Landing.
1: <laughs> and that's
3: probably why they showed it, the, the Red Keep and everything at the beginning, right, with King's Landing. Because I asked you, I said, we we saw it in the title, but yeah. we didn't actually go there yeah, like right. we normally do, but maybe just mention, in mention alone caused it to, to abuse. Yeah. Well, and they spent all that money on that. Nice. Well,
1: yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so um, so we open, the episode opens, uh, Jamie Lannister a- has arrived at Winterfell, and he is now in the Great Hall, um, kind of on trial almost. Yeah,
2: basically his, his arrival signals Circe's um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Betrayal. Mm-hmm. Oh right, of the situation because he came by himself, and Danny even says that.
1: Mm-hmm. And no it, right, up. and and so he um, he what's what's great too is and and this has um, one of my contenders for for best line mm-hmm. uh, is the scene is when Jamie is, um, is Sansa is accusing him you know of all these crimes against her family and all these things. Daenerys is running down. You know how you you killed my father, the king. Yeah. Sans is going through how you attacked my father, Ned Stark in the streets and you plotted against my family, blah 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 mm-hmm. and Jamie starts defending himself and saying I did it for my house, I did it, you know, for my family, I would do it all again and then Braun the things brand. we do for love. Yeah, brand. yeah brand. The things the, we do the, for love. The things we do for love. We'll yeah. troll.
2: Yeah, which yeah. is
1: exactly what Jamie said right before he pushed him out of a
2: window at the end of uh, the very first episode of the series. Absolutely. Uh, and Jamie also says this isn't about honor. It's about survival right. now, mm-hmm. which is very true of the entire series. I mean, that encapsulates everything there is about season eight in just one line. I mean, yeah. Yeah, houses schmauses. Mm-hmm. We we got to stay alive.
3: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or there will be no houses.
2: Right. Right. And I I found
1: it very interesting too because then Tyrion gets up, you know, tries to defend him, does a very poor job of it. As yeah, as as you mentioned, you know, Danny points out. So where's the army then? If you were if you were coming with the Lannister army to to. Protect us and fight for us, and he says, Nope, Cersei lied. Yeah. My sister lied to all of you. She's gonna betray you. If we survive, she's got the golden company and her plan is to, to yeah. kill all of us. And now Tyrion looks horrible for right. having vouched for a word. And Danny just you know, just could could melt oh, yeah. him with her eyes. Yeah. She basically yeah. tries
3: to set him on fire with her glare. Looking back, I think that they should have known that she would lie, because think about how ruthless Cersei got just to get out of the situation with the sept and oh, like yeah. destroying the whole set of Baylor and true, but most of them weren't there for it. But and yeah,
1: but keep in mind, almost everybody pointed that out to Tyrion. Yeah, Sansa pointed that out to Tyrion. Mm-hmm. Danny pointed that out to Tyrion. You know, Tyrion was the only one that, for whatever reason, believed, believed her. Yeah, and he was. He was the only one. So I found it interesting in that scene too. So Tyrion gets up, tries to defend Jamie. It does not work. And it ends up being Brianne who ends up convincing Sansa, a, and then ultimately begrudgingly Danny yeah. to to trust Jamie and let him stay. I, I, that was that was a cool twist, and for her to get up and be able to tell everybody in the room, here's all the great things that Jamie has done that nobody knows about. Right? Mm-hmm. You know that that none of you have seen because you were all off doing your thing, and this happened while him and I were on the road together. You know that was and and for Sansa to take Brienne at her word, and you know it's a nice kind of tie-in of everything that had gone back to Brienne swearing an oath to Catelyn and Jamie swearing an oath to Catelyn, and you know all these things, all these promises. Finally, I mean, I think Danny begrudgingly went along with it because she kind of she was kind of outvoted. Yeah, You know, because she turned to John and she said, OK, uh, you know, Warden warden of the North or Protector of the North, whatever you call him, should not call him King of the North. No, she no. did not. Um, I think she did use the word Warden. Yeah, I, th- I think she said Warden in the, uh, of the North. What you know, what say you? And, you know, he said what he's, what he's always said. We need every man we can get. You yeah. know? <laughs> we need so, to throw bodies at this problem. Right. So that was it. It was he's a body. It was two to one. Danny begrudgingly went along with it. And then which will we'll get you a little bit. But, you know, then they had their. Kind Of tense frenemy conversation later, uh, just between
3: such a lighthearted conversation, too, <laughs> up until that point. <laughs> what about the North? Yeah, I also
2: <laughs> found it interesting when Jamie was defending his, uh, um, or when uh, after he was done defending his presence in Winterfell and he was talking with Bran, and uh, he mentioned at one point, you know, needing to look to the future after this is over, after you know, after the. After the battle is done with yeah. the with the undead, and Bran said to him, "How do you know there will be an after?"
1: I, I thought that was very significant for for Bran to say, "How do you know there is an afterwards?" Yeah, yeah. that to me was a big woo
3: when the three eyed Raven is saying,
2: "Yeah, that's not what you want to hear from the guy who's the seer." Yeah. No. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, and especially as fans of the show, you know that's been our assumption that somebody ends up on the Iron Throne. How do we even know that there is an iron throne that somebody can get on when this is all said and done? Yeah. yeah.
2: It's it, the whole show's got us all yeah. completely guessing at this point. I think somebody on our podcast has uh, brought that up
4: <laughs> once, or, once or twice and yeah.
2: yeah it se- seems to me to be correct. <laughs>
1: right after the Bran and Jamie scene you had Tyrion and Jamie Talking out as they're they're kind of watching, you know, the soldiers training and and what have you, Um, and and in in that conversation we get what I believe now is confirmation that Cersei is in fact pregnant because Tyrion directly asks her, so was she or directly asks Jamie Jamie. was she lying about that as well? And he says no. That that so
2: I still don't buy it. I just. I, I mean, I. I, I ins- think she even pulled the wool over, the wool over Jamie's eyes on that. I just I don't buy it.
3: But and that may be what his breaking point, him possibly killing her. That could be. It, assuming he survives. Assuming yes. he
2: survives. That's true. Assuming, well, assuming there is a future.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, and the other thing that was interesting in that in that first Tyrion and Jamie conversation is Tyrion saying. Um, when he says, "Well, you know, after after I'm dead, maybe I'll march on down to King's Landing and rip Cersei apart," as he's saying that, Jamie kind of starts uh, bristling at the uh, kind thought. of looking yeah. around, and then he just flat out walks away. As yeah. as Tyrion's going on with that, he flat out walks away and yeah. you know watches Brienne training some of the soldiers. I I found that kind of interesting, and at the time, I wrote down, "Do we?" actually trust Jamie now the answer to my own question I think the nighting scene later with it shows Brienne, that, yeah we do and, it yes. answered that but,
2: but but in that moment yeah in that moment it was a little well blood is blood I mean it's it's the same yeah. it's the same reason why Tyrion has wanted to believe in his sister this whole time it's you know it's it's the relationship that he has with Cersei even though it's been extremely dysfunctional still a sister yeah. And as far as Jamie, he's got every reason in the world to be upset with her and he's hell, he's running in fear from her. He's on the lamb from her. Right. Still loves her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I can I can understand where that's coming from. Yeah. I, I also thought it was interesting that Tyrion got chewed out for blowing the Cersei called the worst blown Call this side of Tim Anderson and the White Sox, um, and, and he deserves it. And he says straight up that he does deserve yes. it. And I also found it interesting that he mentioned to the to the guys as he was walking away that he expects one of them would be wearing his his hand logo yeah. when this is all over with.
1: I yeah, and I'm I'm glad they they have directly addressed this now. Cause as we yeah. talked about it a lot last you know in our last episode and it's and it's been the topic of much conversation online of just how stupid Tyrion has become yeah. the last several seasons and and trusting Cersei is like the the cap of his of yeah. his dunceness. Mm-hmm. Um and so I'm glad that they they directly addressed this head on of you know the of Danny saying he has he has made a lot of big stupid mistakes. Yeah. So and and in, in the very next scene, then you have Jorah coming in and vouching for Tyrion now, right. and yeah. and you know basically convincing um, Danny to keep him on as her hand. You chose him for a reason, it, right? Yeah. So my question is: Where do we think there there is a point to all of this stuff with Tyrion? Is it just kind of plot machinations to just
2: give him something to do, or or, are they leading to something? Right, right. Because Sansa also jumped in to defend Tyrion. Yeah, speaking as his former wife. Right. If if, you know, in whatever capacity. Um, so it, it was a pretty good heart to heart that addressed both of the women of power and their love for John, the two of them having that conversation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, 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 of course it goes well until Sansa infers that, uh, when this is over, if this is over and they're victorious and Danny's like, you know, when I sit the, the seven thrones and rule the seven kingdoms and Sansa's like,
3: <laughs> right no, <laughs> we got the North back. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, yeah. So, what? um, so do so do just to finish the Tyrion thing. Mm-hmm. Do do we think this is going anywhere? The the Tyrion Tyrion has been really dumb. He's getting called out for it. He recognizes it now. You know he had the little conversation with Bran. He you know yeah. he's basically said, "Tell me your story,"
2: which we didn't yeah. get to see. Right, we didn't get to see. No. Oh,
1: you know, I would have given anything to have heard that conversation. But, but is that you know? Okay, is is that Tyrion now? He's going to. Gain
3: some kind of insight or. I think so, because I think that Tyrion is going to be the one to convince Danny that John is who he says he is. Because right now, John, you know, later on in the episode tells Danny what we know about him and about his history, but I think Tyrion got the full story and got proof from Bran that 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 was the story, because Bran knows he's all seen, he's all knowing. Right. And I think that he might have got the full John backstory, the L plus. Right. R equals L. R equals plus J. Equals R, J. R, yes. Yeah. I think he got that.
2: And and the the, the journey. Oh yeah. The the journey from uh, from kid thrown out of a window to creepy three eyed raven guy in a chair, and we still don't completely know the story. But now we have one character who has in the past shown a great deal of wisdom, and even though he hasn't in the last several dozen episodes, um, he seems to be the one who's got the cards now. And I cannot wait to see where they're going with that. And I do think that they are leading somewhere with it. I don't know what it is. Right. I don't know if they're telling us that maybe Tyrion's the one who's eventually going to sit the throne. I don't know. Mm.
1: I, the, um, I've been rewatching the first couple seasons in the midst of this. And I need to do that. There was a a really interesting thing that I caught a, a moment right towards the end of season two between, um, uh, Tyrion and Shay, his his girlfriend. Oh yeah, yeah. Shae. Um, when he killed Dad over, basically, r- right. <laughs> um, and she, where she's trying to convince him to run away. Why don't, why don't we just leave? You know, you don't need, this was, this is after he had been, after he, you know, had the very successful plan to win the battle of Blackwater Bay and right. his family turns on him, finds out that Cersei had paid off one of the Kings guard to kill him in the middle of battle. They got close, but you know, it was not successful. His dad arrived. So he's no longer a hand of the King, all this, you know, he's been right. thrown in this little tiny room. So she's trying to to talk him into running away with her saying, let's just go, you know, you're family hates you. You're surrounded by vipers. These people are terrible. And he says, I like it here. I'm good at this. I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I'm good at scheming and plotting when I'm surrounded by my enemies. Mm-hmm. And that got me thinking, so has Tyrion Has he allowed himself to get lazy and get soft these last couple of seasons, being surrounded by people that he admires, respects, and
2: trusts? That's an extremely fair question, and I think you're right. Because, I mean, think about it. The characters that have lasted, the characters that we all name-check as among our favorites, what's happened to them over the course of these uh, seven seasons plus two? We've got Sansa, who has had a horrible time. We've had Arya, who's had a horrible time. Jon Snow has had a horrible, torturous time. Tyrion has been in a cell. He's been a prisoner numerous times. Mm-hmm. He's he, everything that's happened to all of these major characters has led them to this point and they've been hardened by it. And Tyrion for the first time in ages kind of had it pretty good yeah. for a little mm-hmm. while. And yeah, mm-hmm. I think he got soft. I think he did get a little soft, but now that the, uh, you know, the, the teapot is about to start whistling as it were, and things have really heated up in the situation. I think he's got no choice but to, you know, get his poop in a group and, Step up and start doing what made him, you know, the important person in the situation that he is. Yeah,
3: yeah, and he he might have to make some tough choices here in the not so distant future. You know, once he's out of the crypt, assuming that he comes out of the crypt, crypt. (laughs) assuming
2: he comes out of the crypt, assuming he
1: comes out of the crypt. crypt. Um, Okay, so we started to talk about uh, the the very awkward uh, Sansa and Danny conversation, (laughs) um, (laughs) where it starts off you know, very, you know, Danny is, is trying to be overly nice, you know, mm-hmm. so fake nice. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. you know, it was almost a Mean Girls thing. I was waiting for her to say, oh, I, I love that bracelet. Where did yeah. you make that yourself? <laughs> right, you know? right. Oh, that's the ugliest thing I've ever seen, you know. And yeah. and so she's, you know, she's being overly complimentary of, of Sansa, but, point, but making good points that, hey, we're both women, you know, ruling in a situation where most people are not used to women being in charge. And like
2: holding up the, 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 the little finger.
1: Sisters? Right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. Yeah, she's trying to, you know, kind of right.
2: wave the, the feminism banner there. From I the see beginning of scene. that conversation, I was thinking, uh-huh somebody's getting ready to try and play somebody well, here
3: right. and i see this scene every single season on the bachelor or bachelor like bachelorette when you bring that person home to the entire family and the sister goes off with the, the girlfriend <laughs> right. and kind of like grills her a little bit but right. the, the girlfriend is trying to make nice with the family and everything and that seemed to be what danny was doing is yeah. like, trying to make nice with the one person that she knows she needs to win over because right. aria Arya is going to be like this girl's got dragons she's B A, you know, right, yeah. but Sans is like, <laughs> no, you know what? I'm gonna stand my ground. This is we fought for this, yeah. and yeah. nobody's She's got he's gonna dragons, come in here. But I held
2: the freaking north.
1: Okay, right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and and uh, so they, you know, so they were. It, it seemed like they were making progress. You know, they were they were even held hands for a moment there, and they're all uh-huh. smiles, and then and then Sansa I think very rightfully says, Mitch you must be tripping, right?" But, <laughs> well, yeah. yeah what about the North? You know, again, the the at least this I, I believe at that point the second character to say what about afterwards mm-hmm. what happens after if we make it through this war yeah jamie what, first then her what happens next and i think is a you know a very good question and danny immediately pulls back her hand the steely look comes back on her face and we don't Yet to find out where that conversation goes, because there's a lot of that with Danny in
2: this episode, by the way. Oh, uh, Theon. Theon. <laughs> the horrible attempt to rehabilitate Theon Greyjoy continues uh. as he returns to Winterfell and asks to help defend it, and Sansa just totally fangirls on him. Yep. And, and I, I literally wrote down yeesh yeah my, sansa hugs him yeesh my, <laughs> my, oh, mine is theon bleh <laughs> <laughs> that's my <laughs> comment <laughs> i just and, and I'm, I'm right where you were in the last episode we don't want to see theon
1: I, uh, right i don't get know. get rehabilitated I, I i am not interested in a theon redemption
2: story no. at all that entire mm-hmm. storyline to coin a phrase reeks yeah yeah i I, I, I mean again yes his dad was an asshole yes
1: yes he got tortured you know beyond belief he had horrible 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 things done to him by ramsey bolton but he also did some really heinous stuff yes he did he did some terrible things and the guy was an arrogant prick to begin with Mm -hmm. from the from the very first
2: pilot episode, he should be lucky they yeah. didn't try to drop him the moment he walked through the gates of Winterfell. Right. Yeah. Right. So I just, I the, uh, you know the, I, I'm, yeah, almost
1: one hundred percent certain. And again, we'll we'll do this at the very end. But I'm almost one hundred percent certain he's dying next episode. Yeah, I think I so agree. too. You yeah. know,
3: but. This is maybe not one of redemption, but more of like a sacrifice. Yeah. Like, he. And I'm also going to. Yeah. And then, you know, we'll be like, great, he sacrificed himself, but we won't see the kind of redemption that we get with like a Jamie Lannister type redemption where yeah. we're like, this guy has come I, full circle and is actually yeah, really good.
1: I, I hope not. But. <laughs> Also, as as we were, you know, discussing earlier, you know, bad plans and, and bad <laughs> ideas, does it does not a single person and again I'm jumping ahead a little bit here, but when they're you know when they're in that room, they're all you have every major good guy together. And Theon volunteers to be the one to protect Brand and not a single <laughs> person goes, No, you no. know what? No. Didn't she try to burn him one yeah. time? You know, no, I don't yeah. know. I think we can do better. Yeah, I think we yeah. can do better than Theon. Hey, let's take the betrayal part out of it. You know, Theon has not exactly mm-hmm. uh, presented himself as as the the strongest guy in that room. I would take the Hound over him. Give me Beric Dondarrion with the eye yeah. patch. Give me you know literally right. almost any other character. Leanna Mormont would have even been better. I would have I would
2: absolutely put, put her out there uh, over Theon. So, <laughs> but again, if if we're looking at the possibility of sacrifice facing theon i'm okay with that uh, yeah if it, if it gets, <laughs> you
1: know, the, the only gray joy i i want left in the show is yara yeah, she's uh, the yara, only yes. one that i that i care about she's at the only one that's worth anything any interest in at all we get uh, uh, Tormont and uh, Beric Dondarrion, yes, the uh, the reunion Stride of Patch John and and Dolores Ed from the Night's
2: Watch. Yeah, uh, the three of them come into Winterfell. John finally reuniting with the guys from the raid on the North, where yes. they grabbed the the undead, which was fantastic. Um, and they are the ones to deliver the grim news. Yes, that the dead should arrive by morning. Yeah, not yeah. next couple of days. Right by morning. Yeah and uh and then that scene wraps up with um w-
1: another contender for best line of the show <laughs> the big woman's still
3: here yeah <laughs> I wrote that down <laughs> uh, i l- I
1: love Tormund's uh unrequited yeah. love for Brienne. so it's just so great cause it's just so <laughs> here's this this big giant you know again you know alleged savage of a man and we've seen it over the sea I mean he is. He's a fighter. He's a killer. He's you know he's brave. He's strong. He's all these things, and he just turns into jello around Brienne, and just yeah. you know just can't help himself with human <laughs> you know, lines. And I just I, it cracks me up to know that, that was
2: actually my choice for favorite line of the episode. The, and the, the big woman still yeah, here. The big woman still here. I think Tormund Giantsbane is quickly trying to grab the honor of funniest character on the show away from Tyrion. Yes. Yeah. Um, he was just completely awesome, and I literally I hope to the seven. That he survives the whole thing, marries Brienne, and makes those giant babies that he's been talking about.
3: That would be a whole litter of them. That's the end I want to see for this series. It,
2: whatever else happens, just give me those two together in love. So after that, then we get,
1: um, which you know, was a was a very cool scene and 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 kind of a scene. Um, you know, a bit of a, a kind of a fantasy movie trope, but but always the cool scene where you get all the major characters yep. in a room together, the eve of the battle, right? With you know mm-hmm. plotting, plotting their you know all standing around a map, plotting their their strategy, mm-hmm. and the biggest moment out of this scene is Bran giving us finally some kind of motivation for the Night King.
3: Right? He's just solely after uh, Bran. And that I mean, he's come after the three-eyed raven repeatedly, you know. In in all the three-eyed ravens, because we got to remember too that Bran is not the first one, and he and the one that came before him wasn't even the you know second or third. Right. It's it's been a lifetime that the Night King's really been trying to come and what what is it? God's Wood is that? I think that was it. Yeah,
1: that yeah. That's where it, that's what Bran said. He's going to go. He's so going to go. That's the big tree with
3: with the face in it. Which is is. Pretty similar to what's the tree up north above the wall well, that the three-eyed raven was in.
1: Well, all the all the the, the weirwood trees are okay. were all created by the children of the forest. The right. creepy little wooden-looking kids from yeah. the first. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think they got eliminated in like season four or five. And I, I,
2: I do love the concept of weirwood, by mm-hmm. the way. That is so cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. But, and they're they are the ones that originally created. The Night King. They they created the White Walkers, and um, but but Bran then says, you know that the reason he is the Night King's target is because the Night King wants eternal night, and he wants to basically eliminate any memories people have of the past. Right. Because as the three eyed Raven, he is kind of the the living memory.
3: He reminds living, me of The Giver, history. Lois Lowry's book, you know, where yeah. they, the, it's the one person that has all the memories inside their head. Nobody else has these memories. And that three-eyed raven has everything, everything that the Citadel has in books, except they're like the living Citadel. Right.
2: And uh, again, as Brad's been saying, this is the first time we've really seen the motivation of the Night King, That's which has true. been yeah. one of the biggest question marks since season one, episode one. It's we've never, you what, know, what do they want? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. The big question all this time has been, who's going to set the throne when all things over? Are they going to reunify the kingdoms and blah, blah, blah. And who's going to live? Who's going to die at the root of all of it? What does the big bad want? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the motivation? And it's taken a season eight episode two <laughs> to <laughs> finally get something of an answer <laughs> with four, four episodes remaining.
1: We finally have some, and it's still to me is not a full motive because, okay, he wants eternal night. Yeah. Why? Why? Yeah, that's that's true. Okay, we have we at least know what his goal is, but we still don't fully know his motivation of what you know what. Why does he want to achieve
3: this? Well, and Sam kind of painted that picture a little bit of how humans or how the the people of this realm will become like animals, you know. And I think that maybe they'll harvest the animals or or however they want to do it, you Mm. know, in that eternal night. I'm I'm sure there will still be people that survive, but they'll all be like in hiding, or they'll be hunted, and they'll right. Maybe they'll even be farmed. I don't right. know. You know, right. much like Craster's Keep. Yeah, yeah,
1: uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Uh, so after that, then we get um, Miss Andy and Gray Worm. Um, doing the absolute one thing you never ever want to do—if you're in a movie or a TV show—and a battle is about to
3: happen—make
1: <laughs> future plans. Right.
3: So, terrible idea. And ugh. then
2: say goodbye wistfully later with a big kiss. Yeah, yeah uh, that's not going to go.
1: Oh, well. I, I. I, I I wrote down, uh, Miss Andy Grey make future plans equals dead. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly, if not, probably, oh, both Gr- of them. Grey Worm yeah. is 100% dead. We'll I would say that both of them
3: die yeah. because I don't think that they're too major of a character that... I mean, it's going to be terrible when they do die. It's going to be a sad situation, but I don't think that any of them are are major enough that... Um, they're not essential yeah, yeah. to to, to the, what what to still future needs to plan. happen. Right, and if, if, the,
2: if the show has taught us anything, it's that if we have the slightest bit of attachment to a side character, they're doomed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Sir Barristan. Yeah. And Yeah, and Miss, Miss Andy and Grey Worm, they sadly have no plot armor. So. Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> so <Also> true. <laughs> um, shout out to Ghost. We finally saw Ghost uh, yes. For, for, yes. A, for a brief moment. Yeah. That was so awesome. <laughs> Not acknowledged at all. Uh, does nothing. <laughs> but there. Much like varies this episode, varies had zero lines. Yeah. Uh, was just kind of there occasionally. Mm-hmm. You'd see him in, he in the He was literally background.
2: also a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, but, th- but during that scene, you had uh, it was a great conversation then between Sam and John and uh, Dolores Ed from the Night's Watch. Kind of talking about their history, as Sam mm-hmm. said. Look, you know, look how far we've come, and going you know, over, and then, and then he had the great little kind of trash talking going back and forth between all of them. <laughs> yeah, and, look,
2: I was the first one to kill one of these. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. Give me some. Give me
1: some love here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. uh Ed says, uh "Sam Samwell Tarly, Slayer of White Walkers, Lover of Ladies. <laughs> if there was ever a <laughs> sign, at <laughs> the end is <laughs> The next thing that comes is the beginning of the fireside chat, which then kind of oh that's right which yeah which kind of lasts yeah. you know throughout the rest of the episode but it starts with Jamie and Tyrion and the and the, the line that you mentioned earlier Yeah. Um, if if father could see us now uh, his two sons about to die defending the Lannisters um, so it, it, and they they kind of do their own bit of reminiscing and yeah. Tyrion's written. trying to get everybody to
3: drink too, you know. Yeah. As,
1: so yeah. So then you have slowly, kind of one by one, you have all these other characters kind of filtering in. Can I get you a drink? Can uh, right, I get you a drink? Right. And then uh, yeah, you have Brienne and and Podrick. And, yeah.
2: You, Podrick can have half a cup, and Tyrion. <laughs> Tyrion gets that look on his face as he's topping it off, like it's, it's literally go, overflowing. <laughs> every, every, every soldier deserves a drink before he goes off to die. Right but uh, I actually have them written down as the circle of hopeless people around the fire.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're all, you know... They're all commiserating
2: about what they're convinced is going to
1: happen. That they're, yeah, that they're going to die, but yeah. uh, you have so many um, just, again, it, it's... One of the things that this show has done well from the start, and, and that's why I felt like this whole episode was really kind of a return to the roots, because it was all talking. There was no there was no action at all in right. this episode. There was there were no deaths of any kind. You know, not even like last week when we had a couple un you know, unnamed Euron soldiers right, and you right. had the little umber kid, you know, where we didn't have any major deaths. This week we have no deaths of any kind. Um but you have plotting and character development and and so many so much great acting and great conversations and so much of it took place amongst those what was it, six or eight characters that were there in front of the fireplace
3: i mean it had one of my favorite scenes too with torvin you know Yes. taking the milk down. No, yeah, great <laughs> or he's story. Like, I've got my own. He's got the horn full of ale or whatever he's drinking uh, right. over there, and,
1: and he and just chugs it <laughs> <laughs> and, and, again. And this was—I I felt like kind of the the one of the overarching themes. Like last week, the overarching theme was reunion. I felt like this this week, kind of the overarching theme was awkward flirting and awkward conversations. Yeah, and and Tormund <laughs> uh, was a big part of that. You know, his attempt to flirt with Brienne is telling the story of how he killed a giant and then... And then, and then suckled at its mate. <laughs> right, <laughs> and suckled at her <laughs> wife's teeth for three months and when, then just slams uh, that.
2: <laughs> when this happened, our friend Crystal Vivian, who works in our digital department and, yeah. and basically oversees all the podcasts for the company, she texted me last night at 941 Oh my God, Torment is the funniest character ever. I am dying. <laughs> and I wrote back for a minute there. I was afraid he was going to tell us that he went and had sex with the giant's wife at the age of 10 after right. killing the oh, giant. Yeah. And she said, me too.
3: Yeah. But his story was, his
2: story was fantastic.
3: Yeah. Love his name. Yeah.
2: Um, um, one other thing from the, from the circle of, um, of hopeless around the fire. <laughs> um, I had written down, um, a note, uh, another quote, um, where um, Tyrion says to the group, "I think we might live," yeah. as right. he's spelling all, out as he spelling out as he's spelling out how many battles they've all survived right. and all the crap they've all gone through, and he's like, eh, you know, we might live." Yeah, we we <laughs> tend to live,
1: and they all laugh at him. Yeah. <laughs> um, so speaking of, of funny lines, so th- so then we get to what what is my favorite line? Um, it, we you get the Hound. And Arya, <laughs> you know, they're up, they have, you know, a little, actually kind of a really nice scene yeah. where yeah. she asks him, you know, why are you here? What, you know, you've never been one to fight for anybody but yourself. And and then he he looks at her and he says, I fought for you. And, right. you know, so that was really a, a very sweet moment between the two of them. And then Beric Dondarrion walks up <laughs> and, and the hound, oh, uh, for Sake. We might as well be at a bloody
4: wedding.
1: (laughs) That was that was the hound going. Hey, wait! Remember, I can be funny too. You know, that was was such a great because it was it was all these again all these awkward conversations throughout the episode, and 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 they keep getting interrupted. And that is yeah. such what a wedding is. You know, yeah. it's, it's people, <laughs> people, you know, awkwardly drinking and having forced conversations because they have to because they're all stuck there and and people coming up that you don't want to talk to. <laughs> uh, who invited this guy? Right. I'm going
2: to talk to him now. And this this is also what led to the knighting ceremony. But we did have the other scene before we got to the knighting ceremony.
1: Yes. So so then so Arya gets up and leaves the conversation because mm-hmm. she says, I'm not going to spend my lap, my final few hours with with you two old jackasses. And she goes down. She's practicing her archery, and then Gendry walks in mm-hmm. to yeah.
2: present his spear to her, <laughs> and also give to her his weapon that he made. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's been forged. Um, yeah, Ar- basically, uh, Arya decides to get laid p- before she possibly dies, and yeah. she picks Baratheon's bastard, Gendry, the blacksmith, which is interesting because it's this weird union of his father and her father who were, such close friends, mm-hmm. it almost seems like it was kind of written in the stars, and it sort of makes sense, even though, damn it, you could
3: have had hot pie. It could
2: have been right. hot pie. <laughs> Come on, man.
3: But, but, it, but it was, you know, when they were talking about it, and I know that there's been memes out there where they're in the crypt with Ned and uh, Robert talking, yeah. and they're like, I have a son, you have a daughter, our, you know? and Our houses, our we'll combine right. our houses.
2: But the thing is, and we've we've seen we have seen are gouge eyes out of people we've seen her slit throats we've seen her bake people into a pie yeah mm-hmm. we've seen her murder an entire bloodline yeah and yet <laughs> her wanting to get her freak on was just a little too much for me to handle at first was, because we've watched we've watched maisie williams grow up over the last right. decade and it's, yeah. to me she's still a little girl even yeah. so she's <laughs> I, this trained killer
1: yeah there 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 was a, a I I was kind of feeling the same way because because there had been this awkward flirting going on between the two of them throughout this episode and a little bit in the last episode yeah of you know all centered around weapons and but it's still you know they're there's their own way they're they're flirting with each other and as that was continuing I'm thinking okay we're where are they going to? How far are they going to go with this? And then all of a sudden, then Arya starts kissing him. And like, she's stripping off her gear, and then, yeah, and then I was like, whoa, okay. And and she says, I'm not the red woman. Take off your own. Take blood. off yeah. your <laughs> own pants. Yeah, that was that was a pretty good one. And yeah, I mean that was that that was my reaction. Was whoa,
2: that's what I wrote down because I was <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. One of the things I wrote down was as with so many sex scenes in this series, it seemed like this happened to Gendry rather than with him. <laughs> yeah, but he, w- he was willing, yeah. but at yeah. first he was just like, oh, uh, okay, huh? okay, yes. all right, I'll take him off. Just yeah. wait, hang on. Jesus.
3: Yeah. And if you look at uh, Google Trends, too, at 9.44 p.m. last night, there was a huge spike in Maisie Williams' age. That was Google search. <laughs> age? Age. Maisie Williams' yeah. age.
1: Yeah. Right. Which is 22. She's 22, yeah. And, yeah. and Aria is is 18
2: in the show. In the show. So. okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because yeah, that was a big uh, yeah. mis- topic of conversation. Because I remember
2: reading that was a two weeks ago in Rolling Stone that really good article with her and um, Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner who plays oh, who plays right. Sansa. Great interview. And the first thing I remember um, from reading it was, oh my God, she's twenty two now, and Sophie's twenty three. Yeah. How the hell? Yeah. Did that happen? Well, it's been on for a decade, right? So yeah.
1: So yeah. from, uh, from there, from that, that big uh, big scene, slightly awkward, maybe, <laughs> um, uh, then you have what I thought was a really cool scene is uh, Sam presenting his Valerian sword, Heartsbane, yeah. from his, that he took from his dad yeah. when, when him and, and uh, Gilly fled their house at the end of season six, was it, or seven? I think six, six. I yeah, mean, I think at the end six. of season six, um, presenting it to Jorah. And and this yeah. was a nice full circle moment because, if you remember, Jorah's father was the head of the Night's Watch, Gior right. Mormont. Right. And Gior Mormont gave his family sword to Jon Snow. Exactly. And mm-hmm. he gave it to Jon Snow because Jon, or because his son Jorah had brought shame upon The Mormont household, right? Yeah. Now you have Sam, who stole the sword from his father from House Tarly, and from House Tarly, his father had sent him to the Night's Watch because he was ashamed of his son. Yeah. You know. Now he is presenting. The sword to Jorah. I thought that was just a really cool moment. And and again, you're you know they are doing a really good job of, of kind of tying up these these little little plot details that have been stretched out over several seasons, bringing
2: them all together in a nice you know closing the circle. Yeah, we we have a really nice friendship that has developed between the two of them. I mean, the grayscale aside, right? Um, right. Yeah. But but that was that was the main catalyst for bringing these two characters even closer together mm-hmm. after everything that they've been through. It was truly beautiful to see that happen. And then right after that happened, we get hit with something even more beautiful with the knighting ceremony. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the after that, then we get um, probably my second favorite moment of the episode. Podrick, surprising us with his beautiful singing voice. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, again, they're all sitting around the the, the fireside chat. Um, uh, Jamie says, uh, you know, it's it's Timmy. You know, we've all been at parties like this where they go on way too long. Mm-hmm. Somebody tries to wrap it up. All right, wait, I need to go to bed. No, no, let's stay. Let's stay. who has uh, got the guitar. Yeah. yeah. And he said, we're out of wine. So they, yeah. so they drank the place dry. And Tyrion does not want the party to end. So he uh, says, who's got a song? And, and eventually, then Pod start singing this uh this beautiful song the scene to me was uh reminded me a lot of lord of the ring's return of the king yeah mm-hmm. there's that there's yeah, that I scene like right before the big battle where whatever the the jerk off king uh oh the uh yeah the ward of
2: um gondor is that okay yeah, yeah. they've they, they, yeah, just the total... God, I'm a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> warden, excuse me. He's the warden of Gondor. But,
1: but where yeah. he makes one of the, the hobbits yeah, sing the sing. song, right like right before the battle. Yeah. And that, that reminded me a lot of that. Yeah.
3: And very well written, too. I, I know that inside the episode, they hinted at the song and how it had been taken, just the first line had been taken from the books, and then they kind of expanded upon that um, for the show. Yeah. Um, which is kind of a nice tie-in, that they still try to tie in... Some of the literary writing of George R. R. Martin, (laughs) right? Even though we're we're not to that point yet, and it fits
2: in that it would be Podrick who has been kind of withdrawn, wanting to step up but never Mm -hmm. able to, and now he's sufficiently lubricated with a little wine, right? Yeah, he he opens up a little bit and sings, and it was a beautiful moment. It was great,
1: and and you can um you can it's the name of the song is Jenny's Song. And um, apparently, there is all kinds of potential foreshadowing within the lyrics of the song. Oh God! Now so, I gotta look it up. So yeah, so I, I recommend um, Google that. Down. There's been there, there's been <laughs> several. I, I already saw several different articles pop up online about it and how this may foreshadow what's going to happen with John and and, oh. and
3: Danny. An Easter
2: egg for Easter Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
3: which perfect. they did move that that scene moved from that song into John and Danny's. Yeah. Yeah. Tough, John, critical conversation. Jon Snow with the worst timing. I know.
4: <laughs>
1: <ever>. <laughs> I mean, I get it. She brought it up, and you're like, well, might as well
2: just, just let her know. But, dude, right before the battle. I'll say this, though. I, I admired the way he did it. He didn't just blurt it out at her. Right. First, she, he, she he, opened the door. She opened the door, and then he told her by telling her the story of his birth first. In the removed third person mm-hmm. and um, and then spills it. And it's like, I'm actually Aegon Targaryen. And we get her initial skepticism. She doesn't appear very happy. She's already... Thinking mm-hmm. of what this means and everything and else, she does respond to him. Oh and, yeah, and yeah, she says. But we don't get to deep dive she says, on it. This
1: is this means you're the heir to the Iron Throne again. Completely overlooking the fact that this means you're my nephew and I've been sleeping with you. Well, yeah, yeah but there's a
2: long <laughs> proud tradition of sleeping with your relatives <laughs> yeah, in that family, like with the Lannisters. So, <laughs> so I, I'm pretty sure that wouldn't have bothered her. Yeah, uh, well, obviously not. She, yeah. The only
1: thing she cares about is the throne. But you can yeah. see it as he's starting to tell the story you can Amelia uh, uh, clark does such a great job because you can she see does. it in her eyes of she's kind of putting the pieces together you know as he's as he's telling this third person story she's kind of you know she's coming slowly coming to this realization yeah is he gonna say what i think he's about to say and
2: then he says it yeah and it happened right at the end of the episode of course and yeah. and the thing is Honestly, and this might, might just be my opinion, I kind of thought that their interaction was pretty much the least interesting thing in the entire episode, really? because it happened so quickly, so briskly, and so haphazardly, and then all of a sudden, and we're going to put a pin in that, because the dead have arrived. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay. I mean, th- that that storyline, which we've been waiting for all episode, yeah. has been outpaced by everything, this massive wealth of information that has right. come before it. So I, le- I got left feeling a little dissatisfied from the reveal uh, on that, personally.
3: Yeah. I, I think it it happened really quickly, like from watching it, and then her saying, you know, she kind of did lead to, like, what should make me believe this, because you're, it's your brother telling you this, and it's your best friend telling you this, like, why should I believe you? You've got... All of your close people telling you this, mm-hmm. right? Why should I believe it? Right. So, um, I I think that it, she's probably going to have to sit on it a while and go back to the stories that she's heard about her brother Rhaegar and how yeah. how he was with um, people in general, like. Going out into the streets and singing and and which, giving which, to the poor.
1: And She did. She mentioned she, that. She know, mentioned she it said, briefly, she said yeah. that and, and she said, you know how? And then he he raped Lyanna, and that's when John said, well, man, that's a funny thing about that. <laughs> um, let me tell you a story. Yeah, but yeah, it was a, again with you know it, we have Daenerys going immediately to.
2: How does this affect my end game? The throne, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: and and you know they are again pushing, and and, I, and see this is what I liked. I, I this is why I kind of liked how they drop it in right before the battle because it at least in my mind at least somewhat puts a little doubt about okay how she'll react right how now how does this affect. The war to come, you know, mm-hmm. the, you know when the, the one of the last things we see before they cut away to the White Walkers, you know, is her again trying to basically burn John alive with her eyes. You know, right. she cuts him this stare and yeah. then storms off. So, you know, is there it's at least putting a, a seed of doubt of, you know, if they're. In a moment, might she not try quite as hard to save him? You know, yeah, that's a fair question. uh, You know, and they have they have really uh, over, especially over these last two episodes. But they've been, as we've discussed in the past, you know, they they've been dropping hints and at least wanting us to consider the possibility that she might end up like her father, the Mad King, and might end up a true villain. But these last two episodes, they've been really kind of leaning on that that you know they you know there there may be a a last minute heel turn here from from Daenerys and what does it
3: do for her and her love for him too you know the fact that she actually admitted I think that this was the first episode where she admitted I love your brother when she's talking with Sansa and and now you know she loves him but what do you do when you're in love with somebody and they come to you with this like Drop bomb. Yeah, this right.
2: massive atomic bomb. Right. That, that disrupts everything you've been yeah. working,
3: everything you've been working yeah. for yeah, from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Her whole life
1: has been centered around, yeah, reclaiming the Iron Throne. Married a Dothraki. Yeah. Just
3: sail across.
1: Right. A wooden yeah. horse. Everything yeah. she had to endure there. Yeah. yeah. And just yeah. Uh. Yeah. And
2: now yeah. she finds out. Ooh. Nope. Somebody well, just cut me in line. Oh. Might have all been for naught. How, yeah. how pleasant. <laughs> Um, And and that, of course, was the end of the episode, which brings us to the (laughs) scoreboard. And once again, nobody died. So we're all still tied at zero, but I anticipate it's going to take me a hell of a lot longer to tally it up next week. Yes. So, okay. so let's uh, let's let's do some
1: some quick um, predictions here. So let's uh, let's do um, kind of an amended version and talk specifically about next week. Right. Who's dying next week? Because I think oh. I think a lot of people are dying next week. <laughs> yeah,
3: I, I'd say probably more people die than are left alive. I,
2: you know, I, I'm with him. I don't even know that I can start working up a list. I think it's going to be uh, a major trimming of the tree. Yeah, mm-hmm. next week. I really do. Yeah. I mean, Gray Worm. I think Gray Worm is one. Gray Worm's Grey done. Vion's Worm nice. done. Beyond's gone for
1: sure. I think Jorah uh, dies next week. Davos probably dies. uh, See, I think Davos is going to survive. You think he survives the whole thing? I think Davos survives. I don't know.
2: I hope he does. I I do too. But same way with Jorah, though. I'd like to see Jorah survive. I'd like to
1: see Jorah survive. But I I feel like I, I I feel like the, the moment that he had with Sam was kind of. You know, almost a send off in a way. And, you know, and he's going to get he's got the Valyrian steel now. Mm-hmm. He's going to have his moment to to, you know, protect Danny one last time. And then and then he'll be taken. And out maybe somehow. this is
2: why Samwell's insisting that he should be in the battle, because if he happens to be there and sees Jorah fall, he can reclaim the sword and wield it himself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it it looks like Sam's going to be in the crypt yeah and so oh
2: is he going to be in the that's crew? what it that's well, what he was arguing yeah he right. was
1: arguing that he needed to be out on the bed right and, yeah but it seemed you know i i got the impression that john convinced him to you know to stay, that, put. stay with his family to protect to yeah. protect his family
3: does the night king die
1: <sighs> if he man. if he does the
3: entire shift of the
1: show moves back to the south well and and again and this is what you know, we had kind of discussed last week is what, you know, the the possibility now of we've got three episodes left. Mm-hmm. So we know there's there's after this one They're They're right. Or, 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 yeah. Total, total of four. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Four episodes left. There'll be three after the Battle of, of Winterfell. There. are there has to be some afterwards, despite what Bran said. There yeah. has to be some afterwards, at least for the show. There, there might has not to be, be an a, afterwards for Jamie. Yeah. There might not be an afterwards for Bran. But uh, there's going to be an be afterwards tomorrow. for us. Yeah, you know, this the, the battle is not going to take up four episodes. Yeah, so they're still building towards
2: something, and the something ain't in episode three.
1: Right. I mean. Yeah. So yeah, is it is it possible that they wrap up the Night King and the White Walker storyline? essentially let's say let's say over the next two episodes over episode three and four and then you have two two and a half three episodes to take care of cersei and everything you know whatever else is going on in king's landing danny and john all of that stuff
2: i'm i'm not gonna go so far as to predict this but how weird would this be if danny gets turned mm-hmm. along with one of the other dragons Oh, turned into a White Walker. Turned into a White Walker. Ooh. And now we've got two White Walker dragons and Danny riding one of them. And John has to put both of them down.
3: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah.
2: I mean, I'm not pulling for that, but it right. would, it, it, at this point, nothing would surprise me. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I, I would like to see Arya kick some major ass and i with think she that will weapon with I, oh she will yeah i don't think Arya dies here i don't think she does either if i don't she think dies, she dies. it'll be
2: at the in like the last episode or maybe the penultimate at the yeah. very
3: least she may die trying to get
1: cersei but yeah. i don't yeah i think i think gendry's probably dying yeah. probably i think gendry's probably not i sadly i think brienne is is not going to make it out of out of next week's episode uh, yeah. yeah maybe torment too yeah, yeah. I I I I feel like b- they gave Brienne her big moment. Kind of like Gendry, mm-hmm. he yeah. had his big moment just to, mm-hmm. just to, to kill her next week. Uh, J- Jamie, do you think Jamie survives? I think Jamie. Survives. I think he does
2: because I think we have to have one more face off between he and his sister. I, yeah. yeah, I mean. I don't know. It I, would, think, I think the three siblings have to meet up
3: one last time, and the hound has to uh, the survive. Hound as well. The hound will survive because we'll get the Clegane, Clegane Bowl. We yeah. get Clegane Bowl. Yeah, Clegane Bowl. Now,
1: okay, so here's who it appears is going to be in the Crips, and I think because they again, how many times in this episode did they say the Crips are the safest place? Everyone's yeah. going to go to the Crips. So you know what is not the safest place? The, the Crips, right? Yeah. <laughs> so here's who it it appears is going to be in the Crips of characters that we you know, would, would potentially know and care about. Sam, Gilly, and their kid. Uh, Varys, we know for sure, is in the crypts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyrion, it seems, is going to be sent to the crypts. Right. Um, and then we have the the little girl um, that talked to Davos and Gilly. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And where they convinced her to go into the crypts to to keep people safe. Of of those, because um, at least at least two of those
2: characters are going down when, when whatever's in the crypt. Little girl, and I, I, made the, I made this note after the Jorah and Leanna Mormont moment. Uh, in a similar vein, Sir Davos making that small connection with the little girl who had the scar on her face mm-hmm. really echoed his storyline in the past with Shireen. Yes. And I had to look mm-hmm. her name up. Um, it was just really sweet, and really the Onion Knight is the best dad on the show right now, in and, my opinion. Oh, 100%. But, yeah, but it, I could see where something happening to the little girl is what pushes him over the edge and leads him to do something heroic and then that's how we lose him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could see that happening. Yeah, I I don't think she I don't think she makes it out of the crypts. Yeah, you know, innocence never survives these kinds of things. No.
3: So it's, as far as the crypts and and the dead rising, are we going to see uh, like uh Dead Lyanna Stark, Dead Ned Stark, um Past well, Stark's rise from Rickon.
1: I think Rickon would be Rickon? A, a real good chance. He's yeah. his body's still fairly fresh. Fairly fresh. <laughs> yeah. Now Ned is just a skeleton, so I don't know how much good that would without a head. Yeah. 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 Oh, I forgot about that. Right, yeah, yeah. So I don't know how much good that would do. I'm
3: just I'm just picturing what the Night King did um. Where was it? Right. It wasn't um, at the end of the hard home episode. Heart home. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he raises his arms and raises the arms, stares John down. Because right. Because you you mentioned you know the Crips being the safest place, yeah. but then Arya in the trailer is running through them, running for her life because yes. something's chasing her. And what is yeah. that? Could it be and, Catelyn? It,
2: it, for, for something Whoa, to scare rah. her that much, I think it has to be Catelyn. Yeah. Or what or was Rickon, Catelyn's right? name? Or Rickon. In the Lady, book, Lady Stoneheart. Lady Stoneheart. Stoneheart. Yeah. 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 That would not surprise me. Yeah, I don't know. In fact, that would be pretty damn awesome to see.
3: <laughs> I just, I, honestly, I
2: just hope. Um,
1: I, I really hope they give Varys a moment. Yeah, at least. he's
2: been he's been wasted this season. He really has. He's been. He had one good line last episode about you know the difference between young and old, and that was <laughs> right? about it. That's right. all we've right. really seen from him. Actually, in many episodes, yeah, of yeah, the show. yeah,
1: he didn't get a whole lot to do last season either. Yeah. You know, he's. Been one of those characters, much like Tyrion. That you know, now that everyone's kind of come
2: together and and they're you know the, they've gotten smarter. So there's no need for the two of them to remain the wisest pair. Well, mm-hmm. and
1: and by and large, the politics have have really taken a back seat. So yeah. so I, I, I guess it makes sense that your most political players, various and Tyrion and Littlefinger last year. Yeah. you know they all kind of you know got
2: got shoved aside Littlefinger basically doomed himself because he kept trying to find ways to make himself relevant <laughs> right <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> yeah. trying to trying to do some some kind of plotting somehow yeah, none of which sister. made sense and was stupid uh, right. and i was yeah, happy was, to see him go yeah it was pretty yeah. lazy writing there was, yeah right.
1: but yeah i hope i, I hope before because I, I i don't know if Very's is going to make it to the end either but he has to die in this land but like the I red would, woman said, "But the red woman has not made her return yet. And, she she and,
3: will. I have a feeling too, because she has she's to die coming there back next as week as well. And do you, she do you think in the she next might. episode, she might. They could use her on the battlefield if she can bring people you, back to life. So yeah. okay, so there that brings go. up that brings up a great
1: question. So and this was something I had thought of earlier, but couldn't think of anybody when we were, when I was mentioned the the Lord of the Rings, you know, uh, kind of connection with." Uh, The song. The song. Um, And you had the big moment in, I don't know if it was the second Lord of the Rings or the third Lord of the Rings movie, but you had the big moment where Gandalf, you know, where all all hope seemed lost. And then Gandalf rides in, you know, with his shining staff and his army, and that's that's how the the good guys survive. So I, I was trying to think, okay, who could be the Gandalf and had not thought of anybody until... You said Melisandre might make an appearance. Yeah. Could she be the Gandalf? Could be the could Red be Woman? Could she show up with all the other Red Priests and Priestesses?
3: Well, we, and we may even find out who Azora Azai uh, or Azora High, Azora High is mm-hmm. in this episode too, because of that. The Prince that was promised. Oh, he's good. He's could, good. Could come. This episode. I don't know. I don't know.
2: Yeah, right. I, I did this aside once before with Zach, but Zach gives a second. Brad, aren't you glad we're doing this podcast with him? <laughs> yes. He's really smart. Our big
1: prediction check. Um, when when last we left, you guys both changed your predictions, and mm-hmm. you had you had said Sansa, right? Yeah, you thought Sansa was going to end up on the
2: throne. You were not sure. I was not sure. I think I've. <laughs> I just. All right, this sounds stupid, but I'm going to read it anyway. This was last night right before I went to bed, and I'm pretty tired at this point. (laughs) I have decided I'm backing Danny to be sitting on the throne when this is over. Okay. But she'll be a very different Danny. She will be a very different person, having survived a hellish war with the dead, possibly a second in the form of a decisive campaign against Cersei, and suffering at some point the loss of her literally beloved nephew Jon Snow. That's right. I'm switching positions on the hero of the series. Jon Snow will die. Yes. Danny will rule what remains of the Seven Kingdoms, minus Sansa's claim in the north, which could leave us an open ended story for the end of the series. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The conflict continues because nothing ever really ends. Right. And Danny will be pregnant with a pure Targaryen heir. Mm. Oh. So I'm going to go with Danny. So you like it. I don't know that I completely buy it, okay. but that's what I'm going to go with.
1: I like I'm, that. I, I, I will stick with, with no one.
3: and Which I still no. think is a strong pick. Yeah, yeah that is, that is a really yeah. strong pick, especially after all the talks of how do you know that there is an afterwards? And mm-hmm. they're basically telling us fans, you don't know that there's yeah. going to be anybody that survives this there war. There may not be
1: Well, in, and, uh, tomorrow. And another interesting thing that I... Uh, noticed as I was rewatching season two, and not to directly refute your <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your change here, but one of the, the the other thing is the vision um, that Danny had when she went into the House of the Undying. I think it was I think it was the last episode, of yeah. mm-hmm. season two in
3: Carth there. And when And
1: she and she walks, and we've talked about this before, but there was a detail that I picked up on rewatching it. She walks, you know, she walks into the throne room, and you know, it's all it's clearly charred and, and destroyed. Yeah, yeah. there's the, the roof is gone. It's all covered. in in snow. She walks up to the iron throne and she reaches out her hand and gets about an inch away from it and then pulls her hand back. She never even touches the throne. She turns around and she walks out of that room and she walks through the wall, through the great wall, mm. and then out in the this this snowy wasteland there is a little hut. She goes in the hut and Kal Drogo and their unborn son right. is waiting for in mm. for her for her in the hut. Yeah, that's right. So that's I, a good point. I don't know exactly what that what means, that means what, yeah. you know, is, is she going to make a choice or what? But I thought it was very interesting that even in her vision, she never actually touched the throne. She got very, very close. And but then didn't did not. do it. Yeah. That's yeah. a good point. So,
3: so I, I still think Sansa will get on the iron throne. I think I, uh, like I mentioned uh, last episode, but I don't know if it's that Iron Throne. I don't know if the seven kingdoms will no longer be all tied together right, and right. they'll all be separate. So King's Landing may not be an ideal place to live anymore. And there may be like different tribes and whatnot.
2: But and maybe Winterfell becomes the new capital of Westeros. Exactly.
1: I, I think um, if Winterfell. Remains, which it may not. We don't know. Yeah, we'll probably find out next yeah. week. If there is a Winterfell, um, or or at least just the North in general, I do think Sansa will end up the ruler of the North, the, mm-hmm. the tried and true ruler of the North, whether through Danny or whoever. Um, but it seemed like they were, you know, maybe possibly getting to a point where they could. Could make that agreement before Theon made his arrival, but mm-hmm. I could. Yeah, I, I think I think I think Sansa's going to be in charge of something.
2: Yeah, I think going, she survives. All of a yeah. Uh, yeah. It's going to be an interesting ride next weekend. For sure. Yep.
1: An, an hour and 22 minutes, I think. Yeah. The episode it's going to be a
3: long wow. one. Yeah. <laughs> so this podcast will be three hours.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah. I, I, I,
2: um, Kim thought it was uh, pretty funny that last week we spent more time discussing episode one than episode one was in length. Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, Which we've done again. I think we've done again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you uh, for listening to We Drink and We Know Things. Uh, please su- uh, subscribe. Um, Leave comments. Tell yeah. your friends. Rate us. Give us a, a five. Mm-hmm. Wake the neighbors. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Share it on social media. And we will talk with you again soon on We Drink and We Know Things. You're a talker.
4: Listening to talkers
1: makes me thirsty.
0: This has been We Drink and We Know Things. With three guys who are here to pester us about Westeros. It's produced by Tommy Lee and written by absolutely no one whatsoever. Music licensed by First come We Drink and We Know Things is part of the Federated Media Podcast Network. Winter is here, and so is their ride. Please drink responsibly.
2: We drink and we know things as a member of the Federated Media family of podcasts, engineered in the studio by Brad King, produced by me, Tommy Lee, and lubricated with an appropriate beverage by Zach Miller. Mandy Balser was the one who sounded really good at the beginning and the end. We'll be back next week after the next episode.
0: Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.